Like a lady can't go through a plate glass window and go to bed with you five seconds later. But guys can have head-on collisions with Greyhound buses in disaster areas. Everybody's laying dead on the highway. Not only the hospital and the ambulance, the guy makes play for the nurse. Uh, howdy, Barrett. Who that my name? Oh, uh, 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 hello, Uncle Remus. Here's to me that you was in a powerful bad mood to go to the party. I ain't going to no party, because I ain't going to be here. I'm going to leave this old place. You mean you leaving your old briar patch? <laughs> oh, shit, here we go. It's on. Race war. Race war. Race war. Race war's on, everybody. It's going down. Shit is going down. <laughs> Welcome to Last Minute Earth. My name is Lex Jurgen. As always, I'm flanked by Matt Ralston. Matt is currently wanted in connection with the Kim Kardashian jewelry heist in Paris. Authorities were alerted to Matt when Kim described a tall, slow-talking, goofy-looking motherfucker masturbating with her worn panties in the corner. That seems like... How does it feel to be profiled, Matt? That'd be like granny panty size like with all the weird shit she's injected into her butt cheeks. That's pretty, that's pretty fucking nasty. You got to think at least one day when they broke in, how professional they are. They had to at least play with some of her shit a, li- a little bit. By the way, they took her jewelry and her cell phone, so they're not total idiots. They know right. there's probably some shit they can sell at TMZ as well on the back end on, on her cell phones. So those might be, those might be worth more than the, uh, the jewelry of constantly changing appraisal value depending on who you talk to. I bet they stole like one of the bathrobes out of the closet too. One of those nice ones they have in those places. Yes, I'm sure they did. Uh, this week's show is sponsored by Gender Fluidity. It's an artificially contrived term meant to sound like science supports it. Gender Fluidity when you want to wear a dress and let dudes fuck you but only on Wednesdays. <laughs> if you wish to contact the show, hit us up on Twitter at Last Men Podcast or on Facebook also at Last Men Podcast. Right on to the show. Uh, Matt, I know you grew up as an oppressed woman uh, before you made the big change. Uh, if there's any group on this planet that's oppressed, it's not blacks, it's not Hispanics, it's not Muslims, it's women, really. Uh, I'm just judging. I look at all the oppression articles each week, and uh, women dominate the oppression each week, from what I can tell. They've got it really rough. They do. For 51% of the population, they take an extreme amount of minority oppression. Here's my point. If, if you're so oppressed, and you know this isn't like blacks or any kind of minority... Is that on you? Uh, yeah, I think so. Unless there's a like conspiracy against you of some kind, like a large, a large uh, formidable conspiracy ganged up against you, I think pretty much it is. I've on I've never you. been invited to those meetings. No, so. I haven't, I haven't been either. That's obviously whenever I read these like feminist essays talking about patriarchal oppression, I always think there's got to be like who are these patriarchs and where are they where are they meeting and what are they doing? If it's a loose, if it's just a loosely defined term for the fact that men are kind of pigs. I'm part of that group, but I'm not like part of any planning or operation. There's no, no, there's no execution meetings. We're just kind of like we make bad, dirty jokes, and we like to look at girls' tits and try um, hard <laughs> for yeah. the most part. Yeah, it, well, that's true too. So women are oppressed, and not all women. Although in their in their quiet moments, all women will admit to some form women of oppression. Women don't have to work hard to get laid. The only reason guys are out busting their ass and working overtime is because they're trying to fuck women. Women don't have to do that because someone's going to fuck them. Therefore. You know, there's You're a- saying by nature uh, women can't be oppressed because they can have sex whenever they want to? Yeah. That's a good definition of oppression. I haven't thought, I haven't thought about that before. By that sense, uh, all three of us here are pretty badly oppressed. Uh, <laughs> women this week are oppressed. Alicia Keys, Gabrielle Union, other uh, 40-something Hollywood women who have already made their buck 
are feeling oppressed by makeup, by having to wear makeup all the time. They don't like the fact that they're being made up to look pretty. It's very sexist. Uh, they have to spend hours in the chair being made up every day. So they're doing a campaign to go free. There's always a campaign on social media to go free makeup. No makeup. Uh, it's a sign of uh, a sign of their revolt against, I guess, the patriarchy. But isn't that, let me ask you, isn't it really the women impressing themselves by hiring makeup artists to cover their face in makeup? And there's not a single straight guy on the entire planet who gives a shit about it whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and of course, you know, this is the ultimate form of activism now, which is not doing anything. So, right. so instead of going out of your way to say, I don't know, attend a protest rally or, I don't know, put some work into educating yourself. Bomb, it, bomb the Maybelline headquarters, maybe. <laughs> like, right. No, this is, this is just, I now have more free time during my day. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to take a selfie. That's the extent of my activism. Is, is you know next is going to be not showering. Yeah, it's like crossing things off your to do list. Is now your form of activism. That's your activism. It, it, yeah, which you could also apply to sort of not standing for the anthem. Although I, I do kind of support that, and I support women not wearing makeup if they don't want to, as long as they're super hot like these chicks. Well, but here's a here's a problem. So the, again, these are not like fourteen year old Tijuana whores being made by their fathers or uncles to wear lipstick on the corner. Uh, these are women who are making seven figures on, on TV or in the music business or in film protesting the fact they have to wear makeup and they have to wear makeup really literally only to get those paychecks mm-hmm. it's, otherwise it's entirely optional there's no one making them wear makeup I mean, the fact that society maybe society, when they say society makes us wear makeup what they really mean are women's fashion magazines, uh, female consumer uh, merchandisers, all those types of things because I don't know there's actually man, a man out there forcing them to wear makeup no, I don't. I don't think a man would really notice. I mean, you could, you could argue that it is the patriarchy. It, it is sort of a. I don't know if it's a double standard, but it's certainly two very different things that the two genders have. Because women paint their face every day, and men yes. would never think about doing that. No, a few of the men uh, you know, not any man I know. <laughs> well, uh, you know why the when you look at makeup, if you look at it, it doesn't really make sense. So you put. Rouge. Are you going to say the word vagina in the sentence that's coming up? Vagina? Yes. No, I hope okay. not. Okay. You make your lips red, your cheeks flush. Yes. The lashes, I don't quite get. I think it just makes you look like a whore. But uh, it's supposed to make it look like you just jit, like you just came out, like you just squirted out of your vagina. So you're supposed Shit. to look sexually, uh, sexually uh, thriving is what you're supposed to look like. Yeah, it's it's pretty ridiculous. You look like a fuck doll. Uh, yeah. Well, let's not discount the fuck doll right off the, right off the bat. <laughs> uh, but if, by matter of fact, it's women doing this to get more attention in some way to advance their own cause, right? Yeah. And, and I don't know that any, I don't know, you've had, you've had uh, three or four fails, uh, relationships with women. <laughs> I've had a few. Have you ever told a woman to put on makeup? No. No, nah, I don't remember that. I, I don't remember that either. Like, you know, you'd, you'd look so much hotter with blush. I've only, ever come out of your mouth? I, I have gotten pissed when they were applying the makeup to where I was like, you know, it's no longer happy hour because you've been <laughs> yeah. in there for 45 fucking minutes. Right. Congratulations. Now we have to pay for the wings. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's no good. Yeah, this is another one of those contrived, like, again, it, women, I think... You could say competitively they have to wear makeup to stay competitive, but that's competitive with other women. Yeah, it's not competitive with the men, or maybe it gives them, maybe it does give them advantage in the office place or workplace to wear makeup. Maybe women who do wear makeup get more advanced with some promotions. But again, that's an edge that they're seeking. And by the way, that doesn't seem like a lot of work compared to the advantages you might be getting. Like, say, I don't know, a three million dollars salary from ABC for a TV show. Right. I mean, look, women rely on their sexuality and their physical appearance and attractiveness way more than men do uh, on an on a average per capita basis. 
And so applying the makeup, you know, that's why in part, Alicia Keys, I don't know who the other ones are, but in part, whatever small part it is, that's why they were successful because they're banking on their looks. And now, like you said, that they got some money in the bank. It's like, well, I'm not going to do it anymore. And I would also bring up, by the way, when you have your weird tweezed eyebrows that are penciled in, like uh, like keys, yeah, I, I would argue that counts as makeup. Yes. So plastic surgery counts. But, uh, botulin injections count. Yeah. Yeah. All those things count. And by the way, I would also I would note that these are all the women joining this group all seem to be very uh, genetically blessed, attractive women. Generally darker skin too. It's mostly black women, darker skin, mm-hmm. uh, aging very gracefully in their forties, who are still very attractive women without makeup. Right. It takes a lot more to go without makeup when you're not an attractive woman. Or say you're a 19-year-old, 20-year-old trying to break into the business. Mm-hmm. You know, these women are already done. It's like it's sort of, I feel the same way a little bit about Kaepernick, as you mentioned earlier. You know, when you're first string, this is a great protest. When you're second string on the bench and your career is basically over and you're just collecting the paychecks, the protest is less. The protest is less meaningful. Yeah. You know, if you're Gabrielle Union and you tell your network, "Look, I'm on a TV show. I'm never wearing makeup again. You can fire me if you want." That's to me has some meaning behind it. Right. When you're in social media after a shower and having your your face having a facial in the perfect light, showing that you're you're still hot without makeup, that's not a protest as so much as a, a humble brag, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. And and I don't I don't know if. If uh, Keys is on the View, or not the View, uh, the Voice, or something like that, um, she's on a bunch. She's like, on a bunch of shows. Would the network fire him? Because if if she said, you know, I'm not going to wear the makeup, like Simon Cowell's wearing makeup, fucking, yes. you know, Usher's wearing makeup. Everyone's wearing makeup on TV. I've never put together a production where the guys were not wearing some kind of makeup. No, you got to wear makeup. Yeah. So. I don't, but I don't know if they would care. They would say, "Well, that's your choice. You're just going to look somewhat haggard now." But no, they wouldn't care. They wouldn't care at all because she's also she's an attractive. She's a good-looking woman. So I mean, they have makeup. Is just the very name of the word is makeup, right? You're making up for something as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> you don't. Know, hot women don't need just like hot women don't need to wear like you know revealing necessarily overly revealing clothing. You know they're attractive. They're still getting a lot of attention from men. Yeah, women are trying too hard. Are wearing fucking ridiculously low cut revealing outfits and a shitload of makeup. I do think that not wearing makeup would be. If sort of women agreed not to do it, would be a sort of a form of progress, a sign of progress, because you know the the whole pharmaceutical, uh, the what do you call it, beauty industry, cosmetic, cosmetic. That's what I was looking for. Is is total fucking horseshit. I'm convinced oh, yeah. that it gives you acne, in which case you need to cover it up with more and more of that foundation, which is you know it's like chapstick, kind of dries your lips out. Then you got to you now you're hooked on the chapstick. Um, I think it's a huge scam, and, and when you look at what they pay for that shit, it's fucking insane. It's a it's a sort of a self fulfilling industry. They are the ones promoting. I think the fact that women need it. You look at they're using all their idols and commercials to say like this is how hot I look in makeup, and my man loves me now. Yeah, it's obviously playing to women. It's just as many of the men own the companies, but it's really a female product being marketed by women to other women, and women are wearing it to compete with other women, essentially. Yeah, I mean, if women... I'm saying leave me as a man out of this. I don't want anyone... If they want to act like they're so independent, I'm talking women in general, they consume... They're they're so much more um, easily duped by advertising. They're so much more consumer-driven than men. Like, my girlfriend moved into my house. She's ordering shit every day that comes in that, like, she's just going, like, blowing (laughs) through paychecks on, like... 
Like, what is this? Like, like, like when you go on Amazon, it says, oh, welcome back after six months. <laughs> versus someone was like, there are four times, four times a day buying shit. There's a huge consumer market for basically superficial products yeah. that uh, women have been convinced, convinced since child they need. And they will tell you that's a patriarchy forcing them into that societal whatever the fuck no, they want to No, they're just call. more insecure because, like I said, they rely on their looks more. And the fact is, you know, if, if this were uh, 2,000 years ago, everyone can kick their ass. You know, so you're just going to be a little more insecure when you're just walking around knowing that people can just beat the shit out of you. Like little dogs. Like little dogs and just little guys, you know. All right, Matt just compared women to little dogs. We're getting out now. You throw a fucking Maybelline at you for us. <laughs> thing. Uh, yeah, women, if you're going to protest, just do some shit that actually takes some time. Just someone stop doing slacktivism. It's really driving me fucking nuts. Uh, Matt, here's a protest I think you and I can get behind. Uh, Grant Strobel, sound, he sounds like an ass. He <laughs> <laughs> just really does. Uh, he may be the very first young Republican I've ever really been particularly fond of. Uh, I don't know if you knew young Republicans back in college or your younger days. Bunch of fucking creeps. Yeah, just weird dudes in blue Oxford weird shirts. Weird sweaters. Yeah, weird sweaters, sweater vests and blue Oxfords and like really angry about really partisan minuscule shit and like you know fighting like little whatever the hell they did they just didn't look like they were having fun of any kind or, no, set, or sex setting ever. up the weird table and yes. like pamphlets and everyone's like basically apathetic but if they are political they're probably left leaning so they're basically just ostracizing themselves yes. from any kind of social activity yeah so their whole pitch to women I think was like yeah, we look like tools now, but at some point we'll have good jobs, right? <laughs> that was kind of, and some women, I think, bought into that, I guess. But, like, really what they're saying is, like, hey, we're 19, we don't party, and we wear ties, so we're, at some point we're going to have good saying jobs. saying my dad is making me do this, essentially. Yeah, basically. But this kid, Grant Strobel, he actually formed the protest, uh, online uh, protest, which actually I thought was pretty good. So University of Michigan, all the schools now, among all the stupid idiot shit that universities are now doing to accommodate their fucking whiny-ass students... And so in the name of fake social progress is the University of Michigan decided they were going to have first they formed a pronoun designation committee, which was going to address the fact that pronouns are not gender neutral and that there are people who don't fit traditional pronouns. I know it's a big problem that's been a committee vexing you. Yes, a committee. What's the committee for? The The committee is to decide how to appropriately amend, I suppose, the English language. To account for the fact that there are certain people in, in in the college community that are not his or her, right? That should not be appropriately addressed as his or her, according to according to themselves. Uh, so here's my so Grant. So they put out an email to everyone saying, "Like, look, we need every student now on campus to designate themselves by their appropriate pronoun." Right. You now get to choose your pronoun, which you know seems somewhat innocuous yet in- completely retarded. <laughs> <laughs> and they suggested he, she, the, they. Or Z-E, Z-E, which is uh, not clearly not a word in the English language. I, wait, I, I'm an English major, was. They is... I find, that, I find that shocking, by the way. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it's the easiest one. Uh, they refers to more than one person, doesn't it? No, they can be an impersonal pronoun singular, I believe. Oh, okay. Maybe not. I could be wrong, but I think you can say, like, they went to get something out of their car. Oh, right. I think, I think technically you're supposed to say he or she... But I think in, a la- in common language, they've been using they it's for a while. kind of a, a, a little stretch grammar-wise. Remember people used to say, like, he slash she or he or she? Yeah. Now they write they. It's probably, I'm sure, Oxford would say it's wrong, but people have been using it. But ZE, no one's ever used ever before. No. It's completely made up. And so you have a university, basically, an academic institution, basically telling their students 
to make shit up in the English language so you feel emotionally secure. <laughs> <laughs> and because you have to be emotionally secure, they put up a website where you're supposed to designate your pronoun, your personal pronoun. And because they didn't want to have a drop-down list because that would be exclusive in case you weren't included on the drop-down list, they allowed you to type in the actual answer. So this kid, Grant Strobel, young Republican who has half a brain and a prankster, wrote in his majesty as his designated pronoun. And then he found out the committee uh, is enforcing the designated pronoun uh, thing. This is for teachers and, fa- and faculty and administration to address students. Could be sanctioned, could be could face employment sanctions if they didn't use the appropriate... But is his majesty a pronoun? No, that's, that's true. It's not. But neither is Z. No. Uh, his, his majesty is clearly not a pronoun. But he now insists that the teachers call him that or face, or face sanctions just to prove the lunacy of the policy. I love it. I think it's amazing. To, first of all, can you agree this is like... It's kind of a dick move, but it's it's the, the logic right behind of, yes. it is yes. really inarguable because you can't just pick and choose like, okay, you get to be called Z. That's obviously fucking ridiculous. Well, then this guy gets to do something ridiculous too, whether or not it's for the right reasons. He still gets to do it. And it's not just the, the idea of having Z or the, his majesty is not ridiculous. The idea that an academic institution is going to define their own faculty for not memorizing the particular way at which a student wishes to be addressed pronoun-wise because that's the ultimate insensitivity. Well, how could you even memorize that? You, they don't even know all the names of the people. No. Well, they would have to look up their... De- they would get a designation role, I guess, for the class, student role for the class, and have to memorize it or refer to it when referring to well, a it's student. It's going to be really hard to get anything done. It's incredibly hard to get something done, yes. which is... You know, one of the problems, I mean, you could say this for all social progress. Whenever social pro- real social progress comes around, it makes people's li- some people's lives a lot harder in some way. And some of it, I think you agree, is justified, right? Like you mentioned before, we don't use the term Negro anymore, so for instance. Okay, so some people have to change the signs or the way they speak. And we all agree that's probably a good thing. Well, yeah, but you didn't call on someone in class, uh, hey, who knows uh, what year Columbus touched... Yeah, Mr. Negro, fucking <laughs> yes. Johnson. No one ever did that. There was, some, there was some some, change had to occur. Some people were put out a little bit by that stuff. But now it's just, if it's, if it's completely open-ended, if you're catering to student sensitivities about their gender, about their gender designation or their sexual gender designation, and it is completely open, you've just created a, basically a monster for yourself, right? There's no way you can ever put anything in pen again. Everything has to be in pencil from now on, yeah. so everything can be changed. I mean, his, his sort of rationale here... You, you can't really, you can't argue it because... Although, not picking a pronoun, I would say. It's fucking, cra- you know, crazy people want to be decide... First of all, you... Well, it's like, I, isn't this like the dude who walked into the women's bathroom and said he was declaring that day he was a woman just for protest? Yeah. What are you going to do about it? You can't do anything well, about well, it. Well, look, what if... You know what someone's going to do now with this whole fucking ridiculous system? So they get this roll call thing that says... Uh, he, this person wants to be called he. What if they're gender fluid? The next day they want to be called she. Yes. Still says he. Now he's suing them because he or she's a fucking asshole. Like Alexis Arquette who said, you can refer to me based on how I'm dressed each day and it should change every day. Yeah. And you know what God did to Alexis Arquette? Kill, he killed <laughs> yes. her. Yes. Him. He did. He did. He gave her the AIDS and he killed, he killed her for being so fucking annoying. <laughs> <laughs> That's a possibility. That's a possibility at least. I mean, once you open this bed of lunacy, once you say, once you agree to kowtow to these demands, and it is open ended, you've just set yourself up to be fucked over and over again. Yeah, I mean, I fucking hate Republicans and conservatives for the most part, but when you give them an inch, they're going to take it. And the fact is that he's right on this. 
when you, I mean, there's a reason why principals are dicks, basically, and authority figures are dicks. It's because when they're not, people just take advantage of, take advantage yeah, of them. Yeah, they start toilet paper in the fucking school. Yeah, yeah, so at some point, you do need the authority people to be just dicks and say, this is the way it is, fuck you. Yeah. Because if you let the 19-year-olds be in charge of shit, then, yeah, everything just goes to fucking hell. God, I can't imagine what it's like to be in college right now. It sounds so fucking annoying. I'm going to go for a day and just sit in on a couple you classes. Do you have your uh, I've Been Violated app? <laughs> That's the one... I think they named it after you, actually. Uh, you need your I've been violated app. You need your contra- consensual sexual agreements. To raise my hand. Your pronoun, like, your pronoun I'm agreements. Gonna I'm going to get the midterm and say, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I can't learn all this shit. This <laughs> yes. is giving me a hard time right now. Oh, I, they I have gotta, uh, Brown University. I need a nap. Brown University is providing uh, hugging hugging uh, ability for people to get hugs from people uh, to be socially con- to be emotionally consoled if they're having trouble stress me out with these fucking midterms man i might kill myself I'm We're a, a, you know what people should do so you know what someone should do someone should write a book about this shit i wish someone, <laughs> wish someone would do that uh man rules on sale uh, november 1st <laughs> say uh university of michigan uh maybe you focus on those all those football violations and the recruiting violations and the hookers and <laughs> and the fact that the kids are getting like 600 in their sats so you're putting out offensive linemen do that first and then start inventing pronouns <laughs> All right, joining us now on the show, Last Man on Earth podcast. Uh, there's a long list, Matt, of people who want to be on the show. Yep. Uh, it's one, currently one. Uh, Retap now joins us. Retap, you want to tell us about your uh, podcast? It is. I listened to it last night, actually. It's pretty fucking amazing. Uh, I just want to know why, no, why guys can't get any girls on their podcast, first off. <laughs> uh, the podcast is called I Can't Believe This Shit. Uh, it's just me and my co-host, Big D, kind of doing what you're doing here. Just two dudes fucking fucking around. Exactly. That's just, just having some fun. And nothing could be finer. Really. Yeah. And and it is impossible to get females on the show. <laughs> it is. It is. Are you because women aren't that intelligent? Is that what you're saying? No. Um. I don't know. Are they? They're not into doing shit for free that often. <laughs> yeah. Free shit's not that good too. And also, if you're pretty, why do you want to be on radio? Oh Doesn't yeah. Make any sense whatsoever. Yeah. Have, you seen, have you ever seen radio DJs before? It's just not a good look. The fact good look. is, most of them don't have a lot yeah. of uh, constructive opinions either. It's kind of like, okay, like I'll be ranting on something and some chick will just be like, I don't care about this. I'm like, oh, great. Well, that's a great conversation. You're, you're awesome. Way to go. <laughs> yeah, but also, did she, did she just save a lot of time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also, wasn't she right? <laughs> so just putting that out there. Facts. Uh, Matt, we have a new segment. Along with Retap here today, we have a new segment today. Uh, we used to do uh, Matt, where Matt read one article every week because that's all he could consume. Uh, but since it, he was proven unable to read the actual article each week, we're changing the segment to uh, Matt Hates because I realize now every week from reading Matt's writing that there's one person in particular, he hates a lot of people, but there's always one person I pick up every week that really fucking gets his blood boiling. This week it's Demi Lovato. Yes. Matt, this is your 60 seconds free time to explain to the audience why you hate this I think she's an orphan. Uh, I think she's Greek. I think she has a, a Medal of Honor, too. She saved somebody in, in the first Gulf War, I think. Why the fuck do you hate Demi Lovato so much? Um, well, she's a total narcissist. She thinks she's awesome because she's a little bit fatter than the average pop star, which doesn't really make you awesome. That's not an accomplishment. That's not something you worked for. That's just how you were born. So that, that doesn't necessarily make you great. And if we're just if we're basing it on purely on physical appearance, which I think is what she's doing, it actually makes you less great because you're not as hot. Um, so I think you should shut the fuck up on that case. Uh, she also said that um, she's like super into charity now, which means like going to catered lunches. And she said that God <laughs> told her to purchase 
a rehab clinic to save people who had gone through similar things. It's a for-profit LLC called Cast Centers. It's located in Los Angeles. They charge you a fucking shitload of money. It doesn't go through insurance. This is assholes that have two months, and their parents have $50,000 so they can fucking ride horseback. She's getting a percentage <laughs> of this. You're not fucking helping anything. And anytime there's profit involved, I'm inherently very suspect. She, she seems like the biggest fucking twat asshole of all time. Like the chick that it started talking to at the party would be like, uh, you're, you're just a total nightmare and for some reason she just gets to spew this shit to the Daily Mail and I I gotta fucking see it every now and then when I'm looking for you know porn or just medical articles or something <laughs> well I wanna say first off that was a great Matt Hate segment uh, second of all I wanna say that like I'm really proud of the fact that before you met me you would have no idea who Demi Lovato was oh. and now you're forced now you're forced to yeah now I gotta read this shit <laughs> you gotta read this shit so you hate a whole new class but you gotta admit though Introduction to Celebrity b- provides you a lot of outlet for hate true because there's the, probably plenty of horrible people like Demi Lovato around the country, but you don't know them. I meet them all the time, but I don't have to listen to them. I can simply walk away when they're talking. I called the rehab clinic, and I was like, <laughs> do you have any issues with you know for-profit treatment? And you know, clearly there's a few. And they were like, well, who are you writing this for? And I was like, Huffington Post, because I'm a liar. you know. And they were like, well, what section? And I'm like, I don't know, the fucking section. And they're like, we're not going to answer your questions. Um so apparently you can do that. You can just do like really shady things and just be like, no, we don't need to talk to you, which is probably what I would do. I feel like that's what the entire government is based on. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah. And as, as a fake journalist, what did you do after they shut you down? <laughs> I just it copied their email that said this is a non-disclosure that you're not allowed to publish this. So I just published it. Yeah, that's what Bernstein would have done, dude. <laughs> <That's> exactly, <laughs> exactly right. Retap, do you have any thoughts on Demi Lovato or the fact that Matt hates everybody who seems to be a short woman? Yeah, uh, I mean, I know nothing about her. I don't even know what she's famous for. I, uh, I, well, I'll tell you, she yeah. was on Barney when she was six. <laughs> oh, yeah, that chick. And she had an eating yeah. disorder at seven. <laughs> yeah, she had an eating I disorder. I hate her. She was cutting herself by nine, which, by the way, is pretty ambitious. I kind of <laughs> like that. And uh, she's overweight. Yeah, she, she, she's overweight and proud of it. She's always been a little stocky. I like if, if you start cutting yourself at nine using like safety scissors from the classroom and stuff like that. <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty ambitious because you got to really fucking dig that thing into your arm to get some blood coming out. Well, does it mean you know? It could mean a few things. It could mean that your life was so fucked up because your parents made you do TV when you were young and you probably got touched by some fucking weirdo producer. Or it could just mean that independent of that, you're just a total fucking weirdo. You were just born a, a psycho, and you would have been cutting yourself with the safety scissors no matter what. Which side are you leaning on for Demi Lovato? Both. Yeah. Her mom was. Her mom did put her on a diet, like a, some strange diet at six, because she was bulimic. So I'm going to go with the uh, nurture. Was bulimic at six? No, her mom was bulimic that's and wanted to make her daughter four. bulimic as well. So she, she had eating disorders like at six or seven. Imagine, that's first grade, dude. Imagine an eating disorder in first grade. Well, now I'm feeling kind of bad for her. Like she's that person nah. that's driven to be an overachiever just because of how fucked up her life was and everything. Yeah. Rita, you don't, you don't feel bad for her? No, I definitely don't feel bad for Who's her. Who's your favorite? Uh, she's rich as fuck now and apparently <laughs> ripping off. Well, she's ripping off rich, other rich people, so it's not. As bad, I guess. In rehab, you think? So, all right. Well, do you think she really believes that she's doing God a favor, or is she just totally full of shit? Mm, that's, she's got to be fucked up in the head from the mom. Yeah, she's head. pretty fucked up, and she's clearing a lot of money. I kind of respect her, Matt. I'm going with, with Matt Hate, uh, Lex Like. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
right, we got an email from Irene. Uh, Irene wants to know, uh, Rita, Matt said you love this story because it's about lesbians. Apparently, that's one of your things. All right. Uh, Irene wants to know specifically, can we admit that women who suddenly realize they're lesbians after 30 really just hate men? And this is in regards to the article uh, about Lauren Morelli, who's a chief writer on Orange is the New Black, uh, which is a show everyone watches because they like to see uh, girls topless in the shower in lesbian prison scenes. I don't know what else is going on there. Uh, but she shows clearly about women becoming lesbians in prison. And she herself was married and straight until she started writing the show and then suddenly realized she's a lesbian. Now she's ditched her husband and she's marrying a, uh, a lesbian on the show, the, the, the black chick on the show. She's marrying a lesbian actress who plays a lesbian on the show? Yes. Okay. She was not a lesbian when she first writing the show, but as she started writing Taylor Schilling... Laura Prepon's les- budding lesbian romance scenes arc in the story, she herself realized at 30-whatever and married that she was also now lesbian that she was going to ditch her husband and marry one of the lesbian ladies on the show. I feel like this is a heartwarming story because when's the last time you heard of a writer <laughs> getting any pussy? Like, <laughs> if you're a lesbian, the chick on OI, oh, whatever, Orange the New Black, that's like the pinnacle of lesbian pussy, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean, certainly her husband wasn't getting any. That's that's for sure. He's a he's a male he's a writer in Hollywood, male writer in Hollywood, also married to a lesbian. So that wasn't happening. Uh, Retap, what do you think? Do you think women can discover their sexuality after thirty, or do they just hate their husband? And decide that this is a lot easier. Um, I think I think they just decide that they hate men. Uh, I think so too. Yeah, it's because, and I would too if I was a female. I think. She started making up backs. You have to make up when you come out after thirty and after you've been married and whatever else. You got to come up with a backstory about how you were all gay all along because no one buys it otherwise. So she started coming up with like sleepaway camp stories about touching other girls and being turned on, which got me pretty aroused. By the way, how long no, I'm were they? Right that now. just reminded me how straight I am. Isn't it after like you've been fucking the same person for like ten years? I think for guys, don't they just start thinking about how much they want to fuck other every chick they see, even if she's like not that hot or whatever? The women, I don't know if women do that too. I'd be sick of fucking the same guy for a long time. Seems, <laughs> it seems uh, it seems pretty convenient that she like just happened to hook up with someone on the show and just happened to discover she's lesbian while writing out a lesbian. It's show. obviously a great career move, right? It's a great career move. She gets to now sleep with somebody she works with. She gets to write their fantasies out and then play them out in the bedroom with them. Yeah, that's a good point. She gets to write bedroom sex scenes, right? Exactly into the script of the chick that she, and then she gets to diddle herself while watching the show. It's kind of sadistic if you think about it. Like if it's a jail rape scene or something, her girl like they have an argument. She writes in a fucking broomstick scene. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, like a total chick. He was angry. By the way, I think she, the reason I think she's crazy is she now made herself look like Taylor Schilling, Lauren Morelli did. Which seems a little odd that she was uh, realized her sexuality by by writing Taylor Schilling's love scene, lesbian love scene, and now she also fashions and dresses herself like Taylor Schilling. I'm going to go with crazy on that one. It's weird because usually when you see lesbian couples, you don't see them look alike. Or kind of like hetero couples start looking. Like, it's usually one clear lesbian <laughs> and a bored chick who the other lesbian convinced to go yes. along with it. Yes. Who's like clutching her in person when it, whenever someone walks by. <laughs> they want to explain how gross men are. Also, by the way, she wrote off. So she, the woman she's marrying on the show, she wrote her off at the end of the last season. She killed her. Which makes me wonder, is this like, is there jealousy involved? That she didn't like that, that girl having lesbian sex scenes with other people on the show? She killed off the woman that... The, the well, she's, she's not the be- only writer, right? Uh, she's, the chief writer. she's the chief writer on the show. Whoa, what, what a you- dick move. Yeah, what do you think right? that conversation went like between them? She's like, uh, I'm writing you out. I'm going to take care of you, baby. You don't need this fucking show. <laughs> like shit like that. Or like, I just can't stand to see you having sex with other women on the show. Which oh. sounds like something a woman would say. 
It does. It does. But would a lesbian say it? She's a fake lesbian, let's remember. <laughs> yeah. She's not a real lesbian. You know what I was thinking? They could use this for a plot point on the show. Like, clearly in real life, two sets of twins have got married. Like, identical male twins have married identical female twins, right? And then they're kind of weird, but not that weird. It's obviously happened. But imagine if... I don't, I don't know any, by the way. I, I don't either. I'm just doing the odds. But think of if, if two sets of male identical twins married each other and it was just four guys <laughs> wouldn't that be way weirder but i can't i don't know if it makes me homophobic it just the thought of it kind of creeps me out yeah it's it's creepy for sure and and also i don't think that there's any of any there's not one of those in the world i don't <laughs> i bet you there's one <laughs> there might be i don't, I don't be. I'm telling you i'm not watch, i'm not taping that show <laughs> i would watch that show i, do like, I do like orange new black because even female writers and, and show producers understand you have to show a lot of tits on tv to get ratings and they actually go out and get attractive women with big tits to get naked I on the show. Thought that show was on Netflix. It is on Netflix. They showed oh, there's tons of, tons of nudity on that show. The sex scenes are tremendous on that show. Oh, <laughs> I've the, never seen it. One of the ironies of all these pay uh, subscriber based HBO, Netflix, Hulu, all stuff is that they're largely run by women. They're largely produced by women, and they show more tits than anywhere else on television. Well, they're smart. They know. They're extremely smart. It's a good recipe. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> prison. I mean, you can't have a girl a women's prison show without nudity and sex. That'd be horrible. Wait, so does this mean that lesbians love tits? No, it means they want to get a female audience. But also, probably yes, they must. Right? Yeah. If but you're the, a tits are, the tits are getting and the way they're doing it. I think they're just trying to get a male audience for the show because guys aren't going to watch a show about women in prison that involves no sex. That's right. Lame, that's the lamest fucking thing I can think of. <laughs> that's just women talking about their feelings. That's the worst thing ever. Well, I'm assuming the show is kind of a... So you're saying it's like soft porn at this point. Because obviously real women's prisons are toothless, fat truckers. <laughs> like, fucking... Yeah, shit. well, you have, to, you have to take into account the conceit that the, the primary cast member is an attractive woman with a, with a slender body who gets naked, uh-huh. and she's the one who goes to prison. So you start off with that premise... And from there, you then start taping it. There's no way a, an attractive woman like that would end up in prison. I've, I've known hot chicks that have crashed their cars while wasted, and like the tow truck guy drives them to, to pick it up in two hours. Yes. And it's like, no, no charge. Here, just have it. They don't get caught? Well, no one wants to see unattractive women having sex. That's no good, Matt. I don't know. You would not be good in TV. What, is it, what does that mean? Your ideas are horrible. What does orange is a new black mean? Does that mean something? I, so people in prison are the new black person? Is that what... <laughs> <laughs> I think it means the new fat. It's a new trend, a new hot trend. Being but, in prison? Yes. Well, that's not. That makes no sense. I don't know. That's what. Neither does having hot blonde women in prison having sex, in, in with romantic with romantic music. I like how because they're lesbians too, they can. I feel like if some white guy was like, uh, you know, Mexicans, the new black, he'd be like, whoa, what are, what are you saying? What are you trying to say? You just said black. Like, they can just kind of throw black people under the bus or something? Like, or kind well, of... shows a largely sub- black cast. So them. Yeah. Well, the woman she's marrying is black. She's a black actress. So take then that, how is it the new black if there's black already there? You don't even know how many leagues there are on the baseball, dude. I'm not explaining, <laughs> not explaining that shit to you. Rita, what do you say? Girls, topless girls getting naked, that's fine by you? Yeah, it's fine by me. You're okay with that? I, I Matt appreciate no problem. it. Yeah. I appreciate the art form. All right. Well, listen, I, I think this seems very convenient. I think this lady's nuts. And by the way, she says her husband and she, her husband she broke up with to marry the lesbian is like, they're great friends now. Yeah, that's a lie. There's just no way when your wife leaves you for another woman that you're great friends. There's no guy deserving of a woman who accepts that fate. Well, I feel like the guy at that point is scheming on how he's going to do the threesome 
Yeah, maybe. With I, the two chicks. She's left you. I mean, she said she looked. She said when she explained it to him, she looked into his eyes and knew that he knew all along. But guys don't know anything all along. Guys are fucking <laughs> clueless. Your wife could be out fucking 27 chicks. You'd have no idea. Well, I'd be pissed. See, if I was that guy and my wife left me, I would like, be, you know, I'd see him on set and be like, you know, I put my, my penis in her mouth like all the time. <laughs> my dick, you know, just try and make her really antsy and uncomfortable about the dick situation. So she could beat you up and embarrass you in like, front of other butch people. Butch lesbians are super jealous of, of, uh, of not having a dick, right? I don't know. You asked that question. I don't. Really, I don't have an answer to that. I do know that if you're, if she said she wasn't having sex with her husband, she would like beg off having sex, say she had a headache or she wanted to read a book instead or things like that. She said that's how her husband probably knew that she was gay. No husbands again. They don't know that. If you don't want to have sex with them, they don't think. Oh, she's probably a lesbian. She's giving them way too much credit. Yeah, guys are like <laughs> there's still a big blow. He's never going to live it down. Whatever fucking esteem or ego he had before is all completely shattered at this point. That's <laughs> just a fact. That's just a fact. Yeah. Matt, let's stop talking about lesbians. Look at your face. Like it's just making, <laughs> making me really nervous. <laughs> so many questions. <laughs> Next They're, week's Matt hate. They really are. <laughs> Another week, I want to do something positive this week because we always rip on people, mostly women, as it turns out. Sometimes uh, Matt goes off on uh, Laotian people who he doesn't seem to like. None <laughs> um, of the week, there's two guys this week, Matt, who we wanted to call out for doing some really good shit. Your first is uh, Kiefer Sutherland, who I know you admire, admire for being a functional alcoholic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why don't you tell us about Kiefer? And after you did hate uh, just a little while ago, why don't you tell us about your man love for Kiefer Sutherland? Um, so I've seen Kiefer Sutherland out. And about a few times at bars, I never bothered him or talked to him. But he's obviously a complete fall down mess of a drunk. <laughs> and what he does is he's worried about people taking advantage of him. Like, oh, just put it on his tab. So he he drinks tequila shots and he lines them up. He doesn't let them wash the take the glasses away. So yeah. then when he gets the bill, he can count up one, two, three, up to twelve, which is pretty smart. Um, this, but, is, this is a guy you admire? Up to 12. Yeah. <laughs> up to 12, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he wrote a thing that said, uh, yeah, you know, probably everything bad that has happened to me is because I drink, but I kind of want to keep doing it because it motivates me to get through the day knowing I can go out and drink with my friends. Um, so he kind of is like, yeah, this is just what it is at this point. And I respected him for being honest because everyone wants to tell you you can't do things and no that guy should be on Paxil or something you know so instead of saying he needs help for his alcoholism or going to rehab or something like that he's just like fuck it I'm doing sort of okay and I like drinking with my friends and I'm going to keep drinking with my friends yeah I mean that's he and he, he's doing more than sort of okay he's loaded he's got a new show he just keeps putting out these shows yeah but I didn't know he was a fall down drunk that's that's fascinating yeah he would like get drunk all night wake up and do coke on set fucking <laughs> Of repeat that process, which that's hard. I couldn't do that. I'd be crying, taking a nap in my trailer. He was born. He's got some. Gene. He was born to do this, basically. <laughs> Pretty much. Guy, if he wasn't, this is like a talent. It's like a skill he has. If he turned down the functional alcoholism, that's like something you take for granted. Only a few people could do that. Yeah, you got to look at it like because he plays kind of a what's his character? Kind of a crazy, kind of a guy with a dark side. Rogue. He's always rogue. He's kind yeah. of rogue. Vigilante so you got to figure if you, if you took the booze away, maybe. Maybe that part of him would die. You know what I mean? <laughs> that was every. I, I watched all six seasons of Twenty Four or seven seasons, whatever many seasons were. Every show was exactly the same. He just went rogue in every show. <laughs> when they filmed out in Valencia, like in a backwoods in Valencia somewhere, <laughs> then he would come around proving when he was right by saving the world after like ten million people got killed. I didn't quite understand the show, but I could see how you would need a lot of drugs to get through all those episodes. It yeah, was fucking crazy. His like hyperactivity on every show. 
his level of how up he was for every show was just intense. Same with his new show, too. Uh, what's that called? Fuck, I can't remember the it was name. Lone Survivor? Yeah. Uh, oh, Designated Survivor. Designated Survivor, right. Yeah. Designated Survivor. Yeah. yeah, isn't it ironic, Matt, that he is a designated survivor? <laughs> there you go. That's his. That's probably why they came up with the show. They're like, this guy's fall down drunk. Just like people that don't apologize. He's, you know, he's not hurting anyone. He's not out driving around. So I, f- I feel like there's a bunch of people that have been like, yo, you know, you got to stop doing this. And he's like, yeah, maybe, but I'm, I'm just not going to. You know, I like that. Matt, do you think you're going to start lining up your Tom Collins drinks at bars now <laughs> when you first get there? Like, order a half dozen Tom Collins and just light them up? <laughs> it seems like there's a better system than that. <laughs> this is a takeaway. All right, my man of the week is Arnold Schwarzenegger, who, by the way, despite the muscles and all this stuff, I never really liked the guy before. I always thought he was a big phony. I just don't trust people with accents, first off. You know, I don't like foreigners. He was involved with Enron. I mean, they essentially bankrupted California, and that was... He didn't care as long as he got to be the governor. He was so. a shitty governor. He's not a particularly good actor. I kind of liked him in Pumpin' Iron and the original stuff. But he was clearly a, a very, extremely self-involved, uh, you know, self-promoter kind of guy first and foremost. And I never really liked the guy, but he did do something good this week, Matt. He took his bastard son, who he's, by the way, been a really good father to, it turns out. When he first got the, the, the chubby housemaid pregnant, which was somewhat embarrassing... Everyone kind of said, oh, it's going to be another celebrity just ditches this, uh, his half-Guatemalan kid out in Bakersfield. But it turns out he took really good care of this kid. He took care of her mom. And as soon as the kid got to be like 16 or 17, he didn't want to embarrass him. So he laid off the fact that he knew about him, but he was taking care of him. When he turned 16 or 17, he introduced him to the public. He takes him on fucking vacations and fucking bike rides and all this shit. And this week he took him to fucking Munich to go to Oktoberfest to drink beers. The kid's like 19, hosting giant beers. The kid looks fucking super fucking jazzed and happy in every photo. I'm calling out Schwarzenegger as being like the best, you know, uh, fornicator outside of marriage, father, dad ever. <laughs> now, his other two kids, his other kids, I think all probably hate him by comparison because he's being so nice to his fucking illegitimate kid. He's got his fat son and his sort of like gay model son. Yeah. And they're probably like, look at these photos going like, and this kid, by the way, the, the bastard son looks just like Arnold, right? Yeah, yeah. He's a dead And ringer. you know, he's so fucking self-involved. He loved the kid who lo- looks like him the most. <laughs> But he's taking fucking great, in, all, in this world of athletes and celebrities, all these people who just fucking ditched their babies, they were made out of wedlock, he's actually raising this kid to be like, seems to be a very happy kid. Well, is Arnold like, is he projecting onto the kids, because he, he probably hates his Kennedy wife, right? Yeah. Because um, she just looks awful. I mean, she li- looks like a really mean person. <laughs> yeah. just, if, you're, if you're fucking a 200-pound Guatemalan maid, you, right. don't, you really hate your wife. So you I'm wondering if he's wife. like, it was kind of like, Growing up, my dad would be like, you can't hang out with that kid. Like, why not? He's like, I don't like his dad. It's like, well, Jesus Christ. I mean, <laughs> the kid's six. Give him a fucking break. I mean, is he, is he treating the other kids bad just because he's not into the, their mom? Retab, what do you think? Are you a Schwarzenegger fan? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess I like him. I, I, I do respect what he's done there. But that, I feel like that could also be he's doing that just to bolster himself up again, like Probably. selfishly. Yeah, I right. think everything he does is for himself. But it is a PR type move. That's what I'm thinking a little bit. But he's been maybe. doing a lot. He's been doing a lot. You know, you see him around. I see all the paparazzi photos. He's taking that kid on bike rides all the time. He takes him on fucking, lets him ride a Hummer and all that kind of shit. So, yeah, it's probably selfish deep down at some <laughs> level. But the kid fucking having a great ass time. 
And he's like, my dad. I mean, you can imagine your dad's fucking Schwarzenegger. You're not allowed to tell anybody. Yeah. And you're living in fucking Bakersfield. <laughs> like, everyone's speaking <laughs> Spanish. And you're like, it's just a little secret you have. Oh, that, that just made me sad. Because I feel like kids would say shit like that to me growing up. But they were lying. You know? Like, you know, my dad's Arnold Schwarzenegger. You're like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> you lie. Did you tell people your dad was somebody famous? <laughs> no, but I remember kids there was, that no one, had, there was no one in Alaska to go to, dude. You had nobody there. There were kids that Everyone had... Everyone knew each other. Did you, you guys experience... Yukon Cornelius was my if father. someone had the same last name. So say your last name was like a fairly common name, such as Long. It could be like, you know, my uncle's Howie Long, right? A lot of that shit. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, he's not. <laughs> there's, only one, there's only one Schwarzenegger. Every time, by the way, I have to read the story, I have to go back and look at pictures of, of, of the kid's mom. And it really just baffles the shit out of me how badly Schwarzenegger just wanted to fuck somebody. She was not an, not an attractive. She was there. And she was older, too, by the way. She wasn't like a young, less attractive lady. She was like an older, less attractive, heavyset lady. Is the lady. kid's name Schwarzenegger or the, the Spanish name? Uh, he has a Spanish name. I could change it, I guess. I mean, look, I think he actually kept that kid out of the spotlight for the first 16 years, which makes a lot of sense, actually, because it would have been hell for that kid. So I think he actually did the whole thing pretty right, you know? I mean, just besides the fact that he's... He, her, name, her name is Mildred, by the way. The, the, Mildred, the, maid. the, the maid? Yes. <laughs> Kills me. So, <laughs> Matt and I have talked about this before. Rita. We think that guys generally are very lazy, and that when they cheat on their wives or they just have sex with anybody, it's generally the closest person available. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's some guys who will go out there and actually you know, roam around and look, but most guys, especially when they get a little older, just get lazy. That's how, like, Ozzy ends up fucking his hairdresser. Well, Schwarzenegger fucks his maid. Yeah, it's just like, yeah. like uh, I don't know. Who am I going to fuck? Well, who's in the room right now? <laughs> also, I mean, Schwarzenegger's one of the most recognizable people in the entire, on the planet. Yes. You know, he it's it's the it's the Bill Clinton thing. He's just got to go for whatever. He can't go out to fucking Dukes in Malibu and sit at the bar and no. try and bag a fucking... No, you get caught. You get caught every time. You're right. They, you have to do someone like on the down low, someone around your little your little social circle. The best conversation was Maria Shriver with with the maid asking her if the kid, the teenage kid who looks just like her husband, was maybe made by her husband. Was made by her husband because she know that fucking she knows, right? The kid looks just like fucking Schwarzenegger, and the maid's bringing this kid around the house who looks just like your husband. Right. <laughs> it's just got to be the most awkward conversation ever. So awkward. Like, what are the odds she fucked another freakish-looking Austrian Gi- guy? Giant muscular Austrian with a square chin. With a square chin. <laughs> that's that's more of a, that's more of a statement in the form of a question. You imagine what our our lives would be markedly different if Arnold Schwarzenegger was just never born, right? I mean, he's think about it, he's a part of all of our lives. He's been in all these movies. There's no other guy that could really play uh, the role no. of, of Schwarzenegger. He's Schwarzenegger playing Schwarzenegger. Although most of his Lundgren, life. who can talk and is equally buff and, and I guess handsome in a traditional way and super smart, maybe how come Lundgren never really just replaced a weird, creepy Schwarzenegger? I don't know. I was kind of put off by how you described Lundgren, dude. I never heard you talk about your girlfriend so glowingly. That's amazing. All right, Schwarzenegger Sutherland, you win Men of the Week. Pretty awesome. I love this new segment. It's going to be super, super hot. Uh, let me ask you, Matt. Uh, Taylor writes in a letter. It's about Derek Rose. I know you love Derek Rose. Read up. I'm sure you've been following Derek Rose trial closely. Uh, Hate him. Yeah. Taylor wants to know specifically: Should we admire Derek Rose for going to trial, accepting tons of embarrassing sexual accusations, or he's a, or is he a tool who should pay people to shut up like everybody else who likes to hang out with gross chicks and fuck them with his buddies? Well, the embarrassing details are really just that he wanted to fuck. 
uh, an on-again, off-again girlfriend with his other two buddies, which uh, I wouldn't be into. It seems pretty fucking gay. But um, <laughs> I, think it's pretty embar- I think that's pretty embarrassing on the scale of things, especially, when, by the way, when you don't have to. Like that's just like yeah. he clearly Derek Rose doesn't need two guys with him to get laid. <laughs> it's just like that probably actually makes it even harder. So, so like he actually is, he's clearly the one bringing the guys along to the party. Right, that's the embarrassing. Well, yeah, because they'll do whatever he says. They're yes. probably like yeah. not even that into it. There no. is yes men. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's just there for so he can flex his power. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, like he calls me like you guys want to get laid tonight. Like yeah, I go, I'm going to be there. Like uh, <laughs> like hey, I don't know. I don't know maybe if I can perform. Perform. Yeah, yeah. maybe. D so, Rose keeps staring at me. So we we talk about those, yeah, right? Like, with his you know, big the, fucking dick the in real, his hand. I mean, the the rape was one thing, but alleged rape. But supposedly, the real conflict here was he bought her a sex belt, um, which he made her buy a sex belt, which he. He wa- she wanted him to compensate her for. So can he was can like, we, "Can we agree that we both had to Google what a sex belt was?" So we yeah, know I what thought it was. a sex yeah, belt. I don't know what it is. <laughs> what is that? I thought it was like a strap-on thing. Apparently, it's a belt that the woman wears that has like handles on it, like for leverage, so you can like, <laughs> which seems so unnecessary. It really does. I feel like we've been fucking women for like ten million years without the sex belt. I never it's worked out. One. It's worked out okay. Do you, do you own a sex belt? No, would you, would just you use swing. One? And yeah. no, no, I would not use one. I mean, I just like grabbing like the outer thigh and the butt. And yeah, it yeah. works. If you can't grip a woman, you don't deserve to have sex with her. That's sort of like their basic rule. It's so weird. It's like pegs on a bike or something. Also, if, they, if you're talking about a, a sex product, a sex toy that no one's ever seen even in porn before, it's just too, it's, it's just too extreme. You know, I can name like the top 50. Once you go out of the top 50, that's, that's he too He was extreme. like geeking out on the sex belt. He was yes. like obsessed with it. Yeah, that and the two buddies who had to sleep with, sleep with a girl with him. Going, going with your buddies to a girl's house to have sex with her, it seems really odd. And not even like taking turns, but just going all together. That's, the whole thing was kind of weird. But here's the thing. We talked about it with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. And you, Matt, have always been wishing for some guy who's been uh, being sued by one of these girls for, for money to just say, fuck it, I'm not going to pay you off to shut up this time. Come out with some of my embarrassing shit. I don't care. I'm going to trial, which, he fin- which someone has finally done. <laughs> but isn't that... <laughs> Is he, is he the right guy to be doing that? Don't, don't you now feel like he maybe he made the wrong decision? Well, he listened to your advice, and now he's fucking got sex belt talk going on about him? Even, so I don't want to discredit her necessarily. Let's just say, hypothetically, let's just say he didn't rape her, right? Isn't banging a chick with your two buddies kind of rapey, even if it's consensual? Isn't it kind of like weird and rapey? Yeah, I, I think it is. I, again, it's back to like the power thing. That's like a major power move. Ducks do it. They gangbang all the time. <laughs> yeah, right? Really? It's the only way they fuck. It's crazy. Holy shit. Yeah. You're, you and I are watching different porn, my friend. <laughs> that's, Duck porn. That's, that's pretty awesome. All I know is we went to college for that uh, I've Been Violated app. You need a whole fucking new app to fucking you and your two buddies having sex with a college girl. There's no way you get consent on There's no way you get apply consent on that one. Three is such a weird number. I wonder if he wa- if he wanted more... And he could only find because you know if my friend asked me like be like dude I love you but no I'm simply not going to be involved with that and I'm not judging you necessarily although I, now I kind of am like <laughs> you know if we're on vacation I might not sleep in the same bed with you as readily you know what I mean yeah like yeah. when your buddy tells you got laid you might be like all right dude but if he starts going to details you're like just shit right I don't, that's now you take it ten steps later and now you have to watch him having sex but I kind of <laughs> wonder <laughs> if he had like enough trusted people would he be like yeah girl I'm just gonna roll by your place with with me and Daryl and Steve and yeah. Jack and yeah. like with six dudes <laughs> like, the whole AAU team's coming over guys just standing in the corner jerking off <laughs> 
I, 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 here's, what, here's my final take on Derrick Rose. No, no NBA titles, dude. If you get NBA titles, you can do whatever the fuck you want. The most embarrassing thing to me is no NBA titles. I think this is a case, Matt, where you... I've always advised against what you say when he's going to trial. I always say pay the people off. I don't care if he's... If he's innocent, this is the first time he's innocent in his life. You don't want this shit coming out about you. You've got all the money in the world in the bank. Let someone else take a stand and fucking fight for the rights of rich people not to be sued by, sued by women with embarrassing stories on them. I you know, why do you need this fucking angst in your life? Johnny Depp decided, obviously, he was going to pay $7 million to make Amber Heard go away. Because he didn't want fucking, like, I'm wearing a cowboy hat at 6 in the morning and fucking drinking wine with two-fisted <laughs> tapes coming out anymore. And he did the right thing. He's got $200 million in the bank, so he spent $7 million to make this chick shut up. He won't make that mistake the again. The funniest thing I read in that story was they had this pool of potential jurors. They had, like, 50 jurors that they select somewhat randomly. They kind of try and make it diverse, but it's not exact. So of the 50, there were only two black guys two black people period in the juror pool so then they're asking them questions to eliminate bias right so one of the first questions they asked is like do you have a favorite basketball team that you root for <laughs> like you know those two guys are like well fuck like what do we got to do to be included in this process <laughs> like clearly they're not Knicks fans or you think Derek Rose asked the two black guys to go have sex with his girlfriend with him <laughs> <laughs> that would be the trial. <laughs> That'd be very off putting. Uh, we're gonna have to, Matt. We're gonna, we're gonna forever dance around this issue and disagree on the fact. I think you just pay people to go away, even when they're, even when you're in the right. Because if he's in the right, he's in the right this one time. And he's in the right by saying no. Me and my two buddies had sex with her consensually, and it's still fucking. I don't think Depp should have gone away, but I think Rose should have paid up. Should have settled on this one. Yeah, especially when you're entering a new team in New York and trying for start starting your your NBA life over a little bit. So. Retap, do you want to talk about any uh, multiple guy uh, gangbang sex you had? No. That would be, be the time, contextually just, speaking. Just duck sex. I'm into duck <laughs> sex. Were you, were you ever approached by a, one of your buddies in college about something along these lines? No, nah, that doesn't happen with guys, does it? Is no, that happening to you guys? Those guys really trying so. hard to get laid. I don't remember them giving <laughs> shit away. Like, I've got so much pussy. I want you to join me in this, in this fiesta I'm having. I've got too much pussy, man. Here, you got to share it with me, buddy. Like, I don't remember that ever happening. Is there a discussion of like, well, I think I'm going to try and go for the blowjob while you guys kind of go around the other side, like, do they? Is it mapped out? I'm really like, kind of confused. As how I knew a guy. Works. I knew a guy a few years ago. He was. Uh, he went. Uh, it was in London. He went to London for an entertainment event, and it was like a bunch of guys sitting around. And this guy came there. One of the guys. It was a journalist came around to him and said, "Look, I got this girl. I'm hooking up with this girl, and she wants to. She wants another dude. Do you want to have sex with her with me?" And he's just like, his first instinct was like. Why the fuck would you? Ask, why the fuck would you ask me that question? Like, there's 50 guys here. Why'd you ask me? That's what made him the most uncomfortable. Like, not the idea that he had sex with another guy. And this girl was like, "Why did you pick me out?" That's what made him really fucking nervous, right? Yeah. Like, do, do, do you think I'm handsome? Like, what the fuck were you asking me for? Because you think the girl would I, like me the most, or you would like me the most? Right. It it does kind of a gaydar thing. <laughs> I, I don't. I also. I, I think I have a hard time. Uh, I just had, I just did this pilot and I was like butt naked on the set for a little while as part of a joke. And my, my was, that, was that the script or you just did that? Uh, right, no, just between <laughs> takes. I mean, my my dick shriveled up into my body but with all the cameras around. It made me respect male porn stars, but yeah. it also makes me wonder. Again, I don't want to keep beating a dead horse here, but I, I'm not sure I I could even perform knowing that a bunch of my buddies were watching me and I certainly wouldn't it wouldn't help 
Yeah, I don't. I don't even like peeing next to somebody in the urinals. Same. I can't do it. It's like I'll just go in the stall. Yeah. I could never do it. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah, vagina and asshole seem a lot closer. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just. I'm saying no. I'm saying no. I'm saying no to that. Yeah. Maybe he's looking through. Maybe it's like Hulk Hogan. His buddies on the tape looking through the other room. I don't know. That mm. didn't seem to bother Hulk. All right, we're getting off that topic because I just got a little disgusted. <laughs> <laughs> All right, final segment today. Uh, what has my panties in a bunch? Matt always asks me, retap every week, what has my panties in a bunch? Because he's like an 80-year-old man <laughs> who's just expressions from the 60s and 70s. Uh, what has my panties in a bunch week is Joe Buck. I don't know if you saw the Joe Buck story. Uh, it just came out today. Uh, now baseball and football announcer. He's got his memoirs coming out. So he uh, leaked some of his memoirs to uh, Sports Illustrated. And among the startling uh, revelations was the fact that he was once addicted to hair plugs. Which... <laughs> I'll say this: I've never ever heard that before. So, did they make him feel good? Like he was like starting starting his twenties, by the way, which is really young to be addicted to hair plugs. (laughs) Uh, He was he could not stop himself with his hair plug addiction, and at some point he had so many surgeries on his you know on his forehead that it cost him. He he, Matt and I were discussing. We don't know how it happened, but somehow he lost his voice. His vocal cords got infected somehow. I don't know how that works by his forehead implant. Sounds like a bad addiction to have. Yes. <laughs> and he actually was like, this is 2000, I forget what year it was, but he was in danger of not being able to do the baseball playoffs that year because he lost his voice. This is his shocking, uh, shocking revelation. Now, here's, my, here's what really, that doesn't bother me at all because fucking stick fucking hair in your hip forehead if you want to. I don't care how it affects the rest of your body. But everyone who writes a memoir has to come up with something fucking embarrassing or like startling. Because that's how they market the book by saying because nobody wants to read Joe Buck's novel about like his buddy, his friendship with Mark McGuire or shit like that. That's been done already a million times, and only sports geeks really get on that. So he has to like make shit. They have, they force you to make up embarrassing or humiliating stories from your past. Not like where you like fucking killed two sisters. It's never that bad. Like anything actionable. It's just personally humiliating shit. And yeah. then, they, then they leak it as like this is a revel, you know, a revelation. This is a revelation. You're going to want to read this book because there's shit in it like this. Yeah, I feel like it's a cop-out because Buck is saying, like, I'm coming clean with all my dirty secrets. And it's yes. like, there's no way that's the weirdest shit you've done. No. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, it's edited for uh, to be not too embarrassing. What was So what was the most embarrassing thing? So that was it. A hair plug addiction. Yeah, that's what he, that's what he leaked to yeah. SI. That's, that's like definitely a cop-out. Bomb, I think. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, why do you have to make... I mean, first of all, Joe Buck doesn't deserve a memoir. I think he's written three already. It's a sports <laughs> book. We know what sports books are. Fine. Tell your stories about Tony La Russa or Cardinals or whatever. Then, you know, there's a few small segment of the population will buy that book every time. But it's not a wide audience read. So trying to get into, like, addiction. He's trying to, I think, work in addiction. The hair plug thing seemed like maybe guys were relate. To- <laughs> it was like it was like the weird. If you're going to invent some shit, like, and they said, like, think deep in your life. What can we really go with here? And he came with hair plug addiction. Yeah. That's a time when you say, like, maybe I shouldn't have a book. That's a real white people yeah. problem. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Leah Dunham at least said that she fingered her sister when she was six. You know? At least she came out with something that was, like, shock-worthy. Yeah, like, yeah. She went, she went there. Now everyone calls her a fucking kitty diddler and shit like that. <laughs> so I give her some credit. At least she came out with something that deserves a headline. You know, hair plug addiction just seemed very bizarre and middling and sort of not really all that bad. He talked about how he lied to everybody about how he got his, uh, how he lost his vocal cords. 
Which, by the way, if you lost in the hair plug addiction, you w- we would all lie. Is there a chance that he's just making this up? Because oh, yeah. I don't see how you lose your voice from getting hair plugs. No. I'm sure it's explained thoroughly in the book. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird. It was like that the big, big closer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a little asterisk with a big footnote. Uh, well, you know, Mike, we know Michael Douglas got throat cancer, so that was a, that was more easily explained. This one seems a little odd that like you're sticking shit in your forehead and you get you get a throat disease, but and it's certainly not explained in the fucking hair club for men. Uh, you know, disclaimers. That's not there. I just wish people would have stopped writing memoirs. Mostly, that seems like something you write when you're 80. I've never read one. Have you ever read one? Mm, no, but they're loosely called memoirs. I mean, what we Amy Matt and I've been talking about Amy Schumer's a lot. She's on her memoir. She's 32 or 33 years old. Yeah, like, and she had to go to her notes to remember what happened when she was 18. <laughs> like, you're only 32. You're not 85. This is ridiculous. Like, yeah. man, I wonder if I could remember what happened to me in high school because that was like 10 years ago. Well, isn't the difference between a memoir and an autobiography? That you just have a license to exaggerate all your stories in the memoir, isn't that? I've always thought memoir just means I'm dying soon. Like this is it. Like this is like <laughs> this is, memoir to me just sounds like I'm an old person. I'm going to tell all the shit from my life. This is this is I'm spilling everything now, right? Whereas an autobiography is like I just became president. I'm going to write an autobiography so you know who I am, right? But none of those celebrity memoirs seem to be my definition of memoir. They're all made up stories. Amy Schumer made up stories about like how she, her first time having sex was probably rape. They're all hitting like buzzwords with like these stories yeah. that they suddenly remember when it's time to write the memoirs. <laughs> like Joe Buck and his hair plugs. Well, who's buying buttons? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I've never even like. I've and how never would you? Read why one. would you not tell everyone you know you had a hair plug addiction? <laughs> how could people not like that was your secret? That was the horrible secret you were keeping. That is one of those where it's like, yeah, we we get it. Yeah. We've seen you on TV, yeah, sir. Exactly. And just <laughs> stop writing fucking memoirs. Stop making up. Stop making up shit. You gotta understand if your life is interesting, right? There's some people who want to read memoirs. The top five memoirs, like I want to read, like Charlie Sheen's memoir. Yep. Um, Jack Nicholson. I don't need fucking Bob Costas's bullshit. You know? <laughs> yeah. And by the way, if you're on your fifth memoir, you've written too many memoirs. You should get one memoir. That should be it. It like should be a rule. Yeah, Just like one. if you're Amy Schumer writing your memoir at 32, fuck it, when you're 80, you don't get to write another one. I thought that that was kind of the rule, yeah, of a memoir was that it's sort of like your life. You don't get to rewrite it. I think it's. I think the word memoir is being used by the publishers to make you feel like you're going to get everything now. And everything for Bach is hair plug addiction. <laughs> and so I'm not reading the fucking book. If you said I killed a man like in fucking Wisconsin and no one ever found out, I'd read the fucking book. Come, come, with something, come up with something good, man. Yeah. There's no wonder people don't read books anymore. They're all, fucking sh- they're all fucking shitty now. This is horrible. Well, who? Yeah, they are. I can't imagine. A, I can't imagine a person that reads books would want to read Amy Schumer's memoir. No. So has anyone ever read it? I understand that it's no, sold nobody, re- some. nobody reads these. It's like the it's like a presidential autobiography. <laughs> no one reads them. They just buy them. You just <laughs> pop it in the bookshelf to look like you're yeah. Uh, like you're like, like Hillary Clinton's book sold like four million copies. Four million people didn't read Hillary Clinton's autobiography. <laughs> oh, God. Like people, like ten people who were made to read it had to read it. Nobody else fucking read it. I'm sure my, <laughs> my parents probably bought it. It's, it's like a porno. Their, you read the first chapter and you're <laughs> like, all right, it's all done. done. All right, that's the show for today, uh, Matt. You have something you wish to pimp and promote? Uh, MattRalston.net and uh, oh, Hollywood Improv October 11th. Get at me. You probably have no way of doing that, but um, yeah, and Twitter, Matthew Ralston. Will you fill your soul with hate for next week again so we can do the Matt Hates segment again? I got a lot. I got a lot. <laughs> you do a lot. <laughs> at some point, it's just going to be the first great teacher who diddled you, right? 
We're gonna, we're just, it's just, this whole cathartic process is going to break right. down to you telling these horrible stories. It's going to digress into the that's, root. Of yeah, the that's what that's what Brian's <laughs> going to cut out. Matt hates. Rita, if you want to promote something, go uh, for it, man. Whatever you want. Sure. Yeah, just uh, my podcast, which is I can't believe this shit. Follow me on Twitter. That's at icbts underscore podcast. Nice. I would like to promote Rocco's Tavern. I had their pizza for the first time today. That was fucking delicious. I can't believe you guys have been eating pizza for three months without me. <laughs> uh, that's awesome pizza in Studio City on Ventura. Double beers, watching the baseball game, eating some pizza, coming to Rocco's Tavern. For Last Man Earth, this is Lex. Talk to you next week. <laughs>